My name is Sophia Kiani. When I was 12 years old, I realized that everyone has a right to climate and environmental education. This is my story. I started out by translating information for a handful of my relatives in Iran, and now we've grown to this huge organization educating hundreds of thousands of people. It all starts by taking the first step and making a small difference to really start to scale that to be the change that you want to see in the world on a larger scale. Hey, I'm Danny Washington, and welcome to The Genius Generation, the podcast about young people who are changing our world in big ways. On this week's show, my guest is Sophia Kiani. Sophia is the founder of an organization called Climate Cardinals, which has brought together thousands of young volunteers to translate information about our climate into dozens of different languages so the entire world can have access to this important information. Such a cool mission. Sophia, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> so let's go right into the, the good stuff. What is Climate Cardinals? Climate Cardinals is an international youth-led nonprofit, and our mission is to make climate education more accessible to people who don't speak English. And so we do that by translating climate information into over 100 languages. How do you determine the different types of documents that you translate? Are they technical scientific papers or is it more of like statements or just general information? It's really a range of different information. We really started out with what we thought was like most important, the bare basics. And so those were climate change glossaries, just defining basic terms like what is climate change? What are greenhouse gas emissions? What is carbon dioxide? And then in addition to that, now we're working with our partners like the United Nations to translate information that they think is relevant and that they want to share with their communities in as many languages as possible. Got it. So describe a little bit more about the problem you're trying to solve. We are trying to solve the issue of language accessibility. Basically, what this means is that, for example, in the United Nations, all of their information is only available in six languages, and that accounts for less than half of the world's speaking population. And of the 10 countries that are worst affected by climate change, nine out of the 10 are not a majority English speaking. And so because of this, Climate Cardinals wants to make sure that anyone who wants to learn about climate change can do so even if they don't speak English. And so we think it's really important to provide this information in as many languages as possible. Wow. So you translate all this information into other languages that are not involved in the UN or are considered official languages. But how does Climate Cardinals solve the problem? We have a network of over 8,000 youth volunteers that we work with to translate this information. So we've translated over 500,000 words, around 6,000 pages of climate information into over 100 languages. And so we give young people community service hours in exchange for translating this information. And then we put all of the resources on our website and over 100,000 people have accessed our resources. And we also partner with different organizations and news outlets in order to really get the word out there about climate change. That's amazing. So when you think back when you were younger, what attracted you to science in the first place? Well, specifically around the issue of climate change and why I'm so passionate about it, it really goes back to my Iranian-American background. Both of my parents are from Iran, and so I grew up visiting Iran. And when I went in middle school in sixth grade, I was struck by how horrible the pollution was. And I had also just like recently learned about climate change in my sixth grade class. 
And so I, I learned that in the Middle East, temperatures were projected to rise more than twice the global average during the summer. And I thought that was a horrible issue. The threat of climate change to the Middle East is real and serious. The impacts of global climate change will be quite severe in terms of temperature. Climate change is spelling an existential crisis. A climate crisis does deserve to be called existential. And I approached my relatives about this issue and I realized they honestly didn't know what I was talking about. They had no idea what climate change or global warming was. And I even found a study that said 5% of Iranian university students uh, had no idea how to explain the greenhouse gas effect. And so because of this, I was really attracted to the issue because I, I wanted to make sure that as many people as possible could learn about climate change because I really did believe it was one of the most pressing issues that I had ever learned about in school. So you gained this understanding in sixth grade. What was the next step? How did you take action? I worked with my mom to translate climate information to Farsi, and then I said that to my relatives. And slowly over the past like few years, they've learned about climate change and they believe that climate change is a real and pressing issue. They learned that there are now Iranian climate migrants. Thousands of Iranians have been displaced because of weather disasters exacerbated by climate change. And so that's really how I started. And then because of that experience, I decided to start Climate Cardinals because I was inspired by how I was able to teach my relatives and I wanted more young people to be able to do the same thing, but just on a larger scale. So was it you and your mom who started the website or did you have a team that worked with you initially? Initially, I reached out to groups like Fridays for Future and Extinction Rebellion and Zero Hour, like some of the largest youth-led climate organizations in the world. And I worked with them for a couple of uh, years. And after I worked with them, I decided to leverage my experience and the connections and the people that I'd met to start Climate Cardinals. And so I like applied for a grant with one of my friends and we got this money to be able to hire someone to create a website for us. And then I started out by reaching out to some of my closest friends and asking if they could be on the Climate Cardinals, like starting off team. And then from there, we went viral on TikTok and we had so many applications to grow our team. And that is how our team continued to grow and grow to what it is today. Oh, man, that's a great story. So you leveraged social media to get the word out about your organization. <laughs> yes, I did. I think that social media is the most powerful tool that young people have available to us. I really decided to use TikTok because I love TikTok. I spend so much time on TikTok. And I, so I worked with my friend. I gave her this idea where I was like, oh, let's make a TikTok telling people that they can earn virtual community service hours during quarantine by volunteering with Climate Cardinals. And so she made that video. And on the very first day, it had over a hundred thousand views. And we had Whoa. four write a profile about us because we were really just blowing up. <laughs> That's incredible. The messaging sounds so simple, but of course, yeah, we're at home, we're locked down, and what else can we do? Addressing the climate crisis from your own home, like I think is such a powerful way to engage young people in the conversation. Did you have any setbacks or roadblocks? What was the hardest part about getting climate cardinals off the ground? 
I originally envisioned this being like a much smaller initiative, just me working with like local students and my friends to translate climate information into as many languages as we could. But then on that first day that we went viral, we had over a thousand people sign up to work with us. And at the time, there was only like me and a few of my friends who were helping to run the organization. And so we were really strapped for resources and we didn't really know how to handle the influx of volunteers. And so we actually ended up completely overhauling our volunteer management system. We moved to a new platform and we started having our volunteers create chapters within their different countries just because we felt like it was an easier way, a more self-directed way of having people do translations. And so we really just had to innovate and be resilient to, to learn how to run this huge organization with so many volunteers. I can only imagine the people management that's required to make sure you get them the information that they can translate and then sending it back. So how has Climate Cardinals grown or evolved since you began? We have over 8,000 volunteers in 41 countries, and we've translated over 500,000 words of climate information, which is around 6,000 pages, into over 100 languages, and over 100,000 people have accessed our resources. How does it feel to see that kind of impact? It's been surreal, and it honestly has been so amazing for me to realize that I started out by translating information for a handful of my relatives in Iran, and now we've grown to this huge organization really educating hundreds of thousands of people. It really has affirmed to me that all it starts is by taking the first step and making a small difference to really start to scale that, to be the change that you want to see in the world on a larger scale. I love that. Have you heard from any specific individuals who've been affected by your, your work and, and Climate Cardinals? I hear a lot from my friends and our volunteers who are like, oh, I translated information into Chinese, for example. And then he also shared it with his grandma and grandpa in China who didn't know much about climate change. And he said that it was such a like amazing and really cool experience for him to educate them in their native language about an issue that he thinks is really affecting China and affecting their well-being. And so there have been so many instances of that where people realize that their relatives in other countries that are really being disproportionately affected by climate change have no idea what climate change is. And they feel so amazing to be able to translate information into their native language so that they can help to educate them and also give them actionable steps on what they can do and what their government really needs to do to combat this issue. Awesome. What are some of the other organizations that you're involved with and how are you collaborating with them? The main other organization that I'm working with right now is the United Nations. I'm on their youth advisory group on climate change. And so with the United Nations, I advise the UN Secretary General on his climate strategy um, for 2020 and 2021. It's been a really amazing experience being the youngest person on the advisory group and being able to have a tangible impact on the work that the United Nations is doing on such a high level of government. And so we've already collaborated with the United Nations on doing translations, and we definitely want to continue to collaborate with them uh, on translations in the future. That is awesome. Yeah, I definitely commend you and your team for creating this opportunity for people to get involved in helping alleviate the climate crisis because I think the number one obstacle in general is getting the word out and communicating information accurately to people around the world and you all are tackling that head on which is so fantastic. When it comes to communicating the climate crisis, a lot of times I hear people say, I don't believe in the climate crisis. What's your response to that? 
I honestly try and use as little of my energy as possible on people who just straight up don't believe in climate change because I feel like my energy is so much better utilized talking to people who believe that climate change is an issue but aren't actively working towards finding solutions. I, I really like to think of it as turning apathetic people into climate activists. And so I've really diverted all of my energy into talking to my friends who believe in, in climate change, but haven't done a whole lot about it, into really telling them what opportunities they have to take initiative and to help to tackle this issue. Awesome. So if I'm a young person who speaks another language, how do I sign up for Climate Cardinals? If you want to join one of like our resource teams or translate information, all of the information is on our website. Just go look at the Join Our Team or Volunteer tab. Fantastic. Sophia, I just want to say thank you for joining us on The Genius Generation. It's been a pleasure having you here. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure speaking with you all. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Genius Generation. If you want to learn more about Climate Cardinals, go to climatecardinals.org. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to rate and subscribe. The Genius Generation is a podcast created by Seeker and Trax. The show is hosted by me, Danny Washington. Emily Feld and Eben Hall are our producers. Caroline Roth, Brian C. Magala, and Matt Morales are Seeker producers. Our editor and sound designer is John Pappas. Our executive producers are Brett Kushner, Michelle Smalley, and Brian Pendergast. Our PA is Navani Otero. Thanks for listening. Funding for the Genius Generation comes from the Arthur Vining Davis Foundations, investing in our common future. How do we create change that lasts? True transformation happens by changing the system, not just the situation. It's a bit like the difference between saving a tree and creating a new sustainable way of doing forestry. Ashoka is a global community of thousands of changemakers who are committed to making systemic change and empowering others to do the same. We get it. Changing systems sounds intimidating, but there's nothing to fear. Join Ashoka for a three-part learning journey to uncover issues you care about, identify the root causes, and start building a solution. Learn more by visiting changemaking.net or check out the link in the show notes. Support for Tracks comes from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. This is Tracks from PRX.